Welcome to the Spirit of Life Ministries. Spirit of Life Ministries aim is to call to the born-again body of believers to manifest the kingdom of God through the teaching and proclamation of the word of God, as well as the greater good for all humanity. Spirit of Life Foundation is based on Ephesians 4th chapter for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God and fullness of Christ, to the edifying of the body of Christ in love. Spirit of Life Ministry's heart is for the restoration of the soul and greater good for all out of love. Please welcome now Sister Beatrice Jackson. Thank you for joining Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B. We've been talking about revival and what God has been doing in our lives. And we know that the Lord has been reviving those of us that want revival in our lives. We know that Father wants to bring us to the place of blessing. And some of us are right at the door to God's promises for our lives. We're right on the brink. And though we haven't seen the manifestation, yet we discern and sense God working behind the scenes on our behalf, we sense and discern him working all around us, praise God. So that's why he's been prompting and calling us to live and walk by faith and obedience to his word based on kingdom principles. And remember, too, that faith is not just believing God. That's the inward, the inward of the heart. We believe in our hearts, but faith is also obeying God as, the, as a, it's a verb. Faith is also a verb. And it requires action, the evidence or the proof that we believe him. Let's go to James, the second chapter, verse 17. And it reads, even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Let's go to verse 21 and 22, reading about Abraham. And I'm going to read these two verses from the Amplified. It said, was our father Abraham not shown to be justified by works of obedience, which expressed his faith? When he offered Isaac, his son, on the altar as a sacrifice to God, verse 22, you see that, th that his faith was working together with his works. And as a result of the works, his faith was completed, reaching its maturity when he expressed his faith through obedience. So we see how faith and obedience work hand in hand. Faith is in the heart. Obedience is the action that we take as proof that we believe God. Praise God. I want to say, too, in regard to faith, it's, there's a confidence that accompanies obedience. And that confidence disperses with fear, guilt, shame, and even avoiding God. Do you remember in the, the, uh, in the Garden of Eden where Adam and Eve disobeyed God and they started to hi avoid, hide from God, and they were fearful? When we obey God, it, it disperses with all these feelings of fear, guilt, and shame, and even avoiding God. And this obedience also assures us or, or reinforces our intimacy and our oneness with God. Praise God. And since we're right at the brink of where God is taking us, it's important during these times to know when we need to act and obey and when we need to stand still and to just know what we believe God said and what he's doing. Let's go to Psalm 46 and the 10th verse. I'm going to read from the Amplified. Verse 10 reads, Be still and know, recognize, understand that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. 
So there's a time when we wait and be still and just know that he is God and, and just know and believe God. We wait and just believe. And we know that that which God is doing in our lives right now and that we are on the brink of, that he wants to be exalted in above the nations. He wants to be exalted and show himself strong on our behalf, demonstrating his power as our father and we his children, praise God. And while we're waiting, we're not just doing nothing. We're doing something. We need to be praying our way through because God wants us to wants to bless us. And an enemy does not want us to have what God has for us, nor to reach our goal. But we can be victorious if we obey the Lord. So as we're praying, we're bringing the nature of the battle to God. The nature of the battle. And that nature is both internal and external. Now, in regard to the external, what praying does, and not just praying, some fasting too, which we're going to get to, but but it puts safeguards. The internal puts safeguards in place as we pray and read and study the Word. That's another thing. We're not only praying, we're reading and studying God's Word in order to edify and build ourselves up on the inside of our, our faith faith of what God says against the outside pressures. And it also reinforces faith in our hearts and the spirit of our inner man. We also remember, or not so much remember, but this helps us to trust in the Lord. Yes, and yes, remember, to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and lean not to our own understanding. This is what praying and reading and studying the Word of God does for us. And as I said, while we're waiting, sometimes it even involves some fasting, to continue to believe God, especially if it's a place we haven't been in God till now, because obedience brings us to a place in Jesus Christ we haven't experienced till now in some cases. And realistically speaking, at times we may meet with unbelief after living a certain way for so long, right? So I want to go and um, I want to go to Mark, the ninth chapter. And there's some principles in this passage. I'm not going to read the whole passage for the sake of time. But in Mark, the ninth chapter, starting at verse 17. And this is the passage where disciples, the disciples were casting out demons. But then they, this man, um, they met with this man that they could not cast the demon out of this man's son. And I'm just paraphrasing right quick. We see in verse 21, And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? This is Jesus talking to the man's father, I mean, the uh, the boy's father. And the boy's father said, and he said, of a child. So I say this because even though we're born-again believers are not possessed, yet there are spirits that can oppress us and spirits spirits of oppression seek to wedge themselves between God and us. They cannot possess us. Because we have the Holy Spirit on the inside, praise God. And once Jesus comes to live on the inside of us in the person and power of the Holy Spirit, he has spoiled the strong man's goods, and the strong man no longer has power over us in any area of our lives. So that's why I say we cannot be possessed. We can can be oppressed by certain certain spirits, yet they cannot possess us. They seek to wedge themselves between God and us in our relationship with the Lord. Yet, there's a victory in that too. As I was saying, we may meet with unbelief if we've been living a certain way. And verse 21 points out how long 
the boy has been this way. The father said he's been that way since a child. And depending on how long we've believed a certain way in some areas and based on what our belief system is connected to or what we have seen, what we have experienced in our emotions, because this is an emotional story too. This is an emotional passage. I mean, the father loves his son, of course, you know, and he's seen this for, since, for a long time, since the boy was a child. And he's experienced this in his emotions, I'm sure, if you put yourself in his place. So all that can add up or add to maybe some unbelief in our, in, uh, unbeliefs in our lives. So it depends. That's why fasting is necessary, too, along with prayer. Also, we need to know that some beliefs are, are yet connected to the world system and our own core beliefs. This is where fasting is appropriate, praise God. So while we're waiting, we're praying, taking the nature of the battle to the Lord, reading and studying the Word of God, filling ourselves up on God's Word, being strengthened. Amen. There's also the external that we need to guard against. We need safeguards against the pressure that is outside of us. There's a war against us that attempts to move us off our faith. Let's go to Ephesians, the sixth chapter. And this is talking about the believer's warfare and the armor of God in order to protect us against the warfare of the enemy and the pieces of armor that we need to to put on or or continually wear in order to protect ourselves from the externals. And I want to say, too, externals can come through different forms on a small scale or a large scale. It could be a person. It can be people. It can be a place. But let me read that. And I'm not going to read the whole passage for the sake of time. It says, starting at verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness in this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So we see here that we are wrestling against not people, not people, but principalities, powers, spiritual wickedness in high places. Praise God. Now, just like the Holy Spirit indwells us and he speaks through us, the enemy can use people to speak through too. See, it's not the person, just like it's not us. It's the Holy Spirit. It's, it's, it's the power of God speaking through us, those, that, uh, those of us that are born-again believers and the Lord indwells us. He, he uses our body as a vessel. He uses our mouths and our members as a vessel for his honor, praise God, and for his will. Thank you, Jesus. Same way, likewise, the enemy can do the same with other people. Sometimes we wrestle against people, but that's, we have to put it in perspective. That's not it. And some people can be well-meaning, you know. Yet we need to know that people speak, even when they're well-meaning, sometimes they can speak from the arena that they operate out of. And we have to remember what God said to us and stay in our place, operate in our place in God, our place of faith what God has given us faith for, because that's faith for what they have. God gives us faith for what we have and who we are in him. And we have to remember to hold fast during this time. Like I said, we're right at the brink. Hold fast. Let me encourage you to stay the course and remember, what did God say? And remember, all, remember also, where is God bringing you to? Praise God. Well, it looks like that's all we have time for. And remember that Spirit of Life Ministries needs your financial support to continue on this radio station. 
Well, I know that you can give through the Givelify app or Givelify.com. Also, it may be easier to go through the Cash app to SISB, the number eight, S-I-S-B-E-A, the number eight. Well, this is Spirit of Life Ministries. I thank you for joining me. I'm Sister B, and until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Life Ministries, an anti-ministry purpose for revival of the heart toward God, restoration of the soul for the hungry and the lost. Let them that are thirst come, let them take the water of life freely. Spirit of Life Ministries is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. If you'd like to be a blessing to the ministry, donations can be made through the Giveify app. To contact the ministry, send all correspondence to Spirit of Life Ministries. P.O. Box 210081, Milwaukee, Wisconsin 53221. Spirit of Life Ministries can be reached at 414-249-5121. Until next time, thank you and God bless you.